0: Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. In this episode of the podcast, I want to address the topic of the city of Jerusalem. It's a topic I had intended for a long time to address in one of the episodes, and I've chosen to do so now. I want to tell you first what I'm not doing. I am not implying that the current violence is all about Jerusalem. The actions taken in Jerusalem clearly had a great impact on the situation, but what is happening now in Israel and in Gaza is clearly about much more than just Jerusalem. Nor am I implying or do I want you to infer the idea that I have a particular political solution in mind for the conflict about Jerusalem. I do have some thoughts, certainly, but that's not what this podcast is about. And finally, I recognize that some might think that with the current situation, this is not the time to talk in the way that I will about Jerusalem, but I believe it is precisely the time. I recognize I agonize over the dangers faced by Israel from the rockets from Gaza and from Hamas in general, and I don't take that or the safety of Israelis lightly at all. And I agonize over the innocent lives lost in Gaza, particularly those of children and those used by the leaders there to put people in danger. As I record this, the battles rage on, and we must all pray for a cessation of violence and death and a restoration of calm for the good of all. But it is time to talk about Jerusalem, because I believe what happens in Jerusalem is a reflection of the degree to which this conflict has risen, And at the same time provides, if addressed correctly, the hope of any resolution to the greater conflict between Israel and the Palestinian people. So let me begin. I'll start the story simply. I spent the academic year of 1979-1980, my third year of rabbinical school, living in Israel. And I fell in love with the city of Jerusalem. I consider it a great privilege to have been able to live there and to come back and visit so many times. I absolutely fell in love with the city, with everything about it, with the natural beauty of the hills and the valleys, with the sunrises and the sunsets, with the sense of history, with the sense of, of, of communities, of different ethnic groups, which were just fascinating. I went through the entire city time after time wandering walking taking buses i absolutely loved the city and i was determined when i returned to the united states that when i became a rabbi i would take groups as many rabbis do to israel with the intention of having them learn love the country visit all the places but mostly i wanted people to fall in love with jerusalem and i structured the itineraries that we took so that that had a good chance of happening. We spent more time in Jerusalem than any place else. And I would take groups for early morning walks and late walks when when, uh, jet lag prevented people from sleeping. And I shared with them the love that I have for the city. And of course, I'm not the only one. Jews have fallen in love with Jerusalem for millennia. So I loved so much about Jerusalem. What I love most of all during the year that I spent there was the realization of the three major faiths of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and how in so many ways they blended together into a, a kind of harmony. I love to go around to the side, be, 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 around the corner, so to speak, from the Western Wall to the Southern Wall of the temple, which now is a, a great area with an educational center and a fantastic archaeological uh dig. At that time, it was much quieter. And I would sit there and listen to the sound of the call to prayer from the minarets of the mosques and hear the bells of the churches and the sounds from the western wall and just felt that there was something magical happening as these sounds blended together. And throughout the city, I know that beneath the surface there were tensions, obviously, the Jerusalem has been a place of tensions ever since it was founded as a city, but at least on the surface, there was a sense of mutual respect, there was a sense of caution, there was a sense of respect for what Jerusalem represented and what it can represent, and despite what was going on underneath the surface back then, there was a sense that the city was a place of sanctity, a holy place. And all of those Jewish traditional texts that I had read for so many years and taught students about how Jerusalem is the glory of all the earth, how it's the navel of the universe through which God's presence flows throughout the world, and about how it's the place of hope and of redemption, and all that I knew about how Christianity and Islam looked at the city as a place of hope and a place of prophecy and a place of God's presence, all of that would come to mind as I sat there, sat there in this beauty of the city of Jerusalem. but What do we have? What do we have now? And what has there been at times where Jerusalem has been a place of conflict over the millennia? We've seen Jerusalem become a place of violence and a place of divisiveness and a place of rivalry. We have seen in recent years, through the Intifadas, Jerusalem as the target for heinous terrorist attacks, stone throwings, and shootings. And we see today, crowds of Israelis who would claim to be religious Jews, wrapping themselves in Israeli flags, calling for death to Arabs. We see the Israeli government conducting raids on the Temple Mount or interfering with religious observances there and in the goal of control of all parts of the city encouraging and sponsoring Jewish settlers to move into traditional Palestinian neighborhoods, and in the latest and most provocative moves, evicting and threatening to evict more Palestinian residents from homes they have lived in for generations. This is not the spirit of Jerusalem. And these, none of them, are the actions of people who love Jerusalem. Now, I want to be clear. There are many in the city on both sides who are actively working for coexistence and mutual respect. And there are those not involved in the political process but who just live their lives with respect for their neighbors on the other side, who commiserate together on the horrendous situation. It is those people who give us all hope. But the voices of the leaders and the voices calling for control rather than respect, the voices of racist, or hatred chants calling for violence rather than peace are the loudest and strongest. They're the ones we hear, and that is a tragedy. It's time they listened. It's time we all listened, really listened, to those texts that we've taught for years. The psalmist wrote about Jerusalem, Who shall ascend the mountain of the Lord and stand in God's holy place? Niki chapaim uvar levav the one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Isaiah called the people back from exile in Babylonia, telling them that they should come and be dandled upon the knees of Jerusalem and be nourished there by the presence of God. The second temple, says the Talmud, was destroyed because of sinat chinam, baseless hatred and rivalries which raged out of control. And Arsidur asked God to spread the sukkah of peace over Jerusalem. How can people continue to read these words and take them seriously and then defile the holy city in this way? These are the texts which reflect love of Jerusalem, those who live there and those who love her from afar. These are the texts which we must listen to. And these are the texts which our leaders The leaders of the Palestinian people who have their own texts, I'm sure, that reflect a love of the city from an Islamic tradition, and certainly from a Christian tradition as well. These texts which talk about love and mutual respect are the ones that they should be focusing on, that all of us should be focusing on. I want to tell a story. It's one of the most chilling stories that I know from Jewish tradition. It's an Agadah legend about the destruction of the second temple. And before I do, let me say that I'm only using this as a legend. God forbid, it doesn't reflect my theology per se, but I want you to hear the story. According to this story, as the temple was being threatened with destruction, young priests climbed to the temple roof Took the keys to the temple and said, God, we have clearly not been good stewards of your temple and of your city. So we're returning the keys to the temple to you. And they threw the keys up in the air. Whereupon, according to this legend, the figure of a hand came out and grabbed those keys. The question that I have when I read that story is, what did these young priests have in mind? Well, in my own somewhat cynical way but i think it's the realistic way to read the story i think the priest knew the law of gravity just like we all do and fully anticipated that the keys would come back down and they would be able to say that god still has hope for us as stewards of the city surprised obviously shocked that god agreed with them they hadn't been good stewards I wonder if the leaders in Jerusalem and those calling for hatred and violence and calling for exclusion and power and control, I wonder if they feel they're being good stewards of the city of Jerusalem. I believe that the city of Jerusalem can reflect the promise of of a resolution to this horrendous conflict which continues which rages on and in conclusion i want to share as a point of hope a reading from our simshalom sidur prayer book called the peace of jerusalem which the editors of the Sidor identify as being adapted from the works of abraham joshua heschel who loved israel and loved jerusalem with a passion i'll read sections of this reading Jerusalem is a witness, an echo of eternity. She is the city where waiting for God was born. Jerusalem is waiting for the prologue of redemption. She is the city where the hope for peace was born. Jerusalem inspires prayer, an end to rage and violence. She has holiness in history, memory, and assurance. Jerusalem's past is a prelude. She is never at the end of the road. Jerusalem is the promise of peace in God's presence. The word of Adonai from Jerusalem declares, they shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Lo yisagoy el nation shall not lift sword against nation, nor shall they experience war anymore. Jerusalem is the joy of the earth. May her peace and prosperity lead us to song. May we witness the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love her prosper. May we all be embraced by her promise, peace and God's presence. What we hope, what we hope for the world, what we hope for that region, is reflected in our hopes for Jerusalem. May all who love Jerusalem, whether there in, in physically or in spirit from afar, recognize that this unique place, this holy place, this place that's called home by so many of different faiths, needs to be a place of peace, and needs to be the example of a resolution to conflict, not the place where the conflict deepens. Until next time, I pray for the safety and security of all within Israel, an end to the violence safety and quiet for the peace of people of gaza and peace for all